The following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Welcome to Flash Gordon Minute, presenting your hosts from Minute of Darkness and the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, Brad, and introducing your intrepid explorer of Planet Mongo, Eric. We are at minute 12 of Flash Gordon. Eric, how you doing? How do you think I'm doing? I just crash landed a friggin' plane. You have any Xanax? Oh, oh. <laughs> Hickory oh. dickory duck. <laughs> Timely. Timely. That's the only Andrew Dice Clay thing I know. I, have no, I don't really know anything else. <laughs> I think we might have a couple years on you, Murrin. It, by the way, I, I should quick introduce. We have Murrin. Oh, yeah, right. We have a guest. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. It's Murrin Kennedy from Point Break Minute. Welcome. Thank you. So excited to have you with us. Uh, I was able to appear on Point Break Minute. Uh, you and Jessa have a fantastic show over there, and it was really fun to be part. Oh, thank you. So glad that you're. Uh, we we've slowly pulling you into the Geppetto universe, and uh, ha- having you on a, a Flash Gordon Minute is really exciting. Yeah, well, I've never been in a sweeter tractor beam than than that one, so uh, no problems here. Yeah, Flash Gordon. It's so. Real quick, before we dive in, we want to dive in quick, um, but what's your relationship with the 1980 cult classic Flash Gordon? Oh, we're doing it that way. Um, uh, my relationship is I've seen it once. Uh, it's it's not a, not a super strong relationship, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, we can, we can get more into it. I, I guess uh, I, I, it's, I, I, I'm a great lover. Uh, I, I was excited to be part of this podcast because I'm a great lover of sort of the schlocky movies. You know, um, I don't know. I haven't, you know, we haven't published uh, any episodes yet, so I don't know what your your feelings are on Flash Gordon, but it's uh, it belongs in sort of a a great B movie category, uh, where it's just like we're having fun. It's no, it's not going to win any Oscars, but you know, it's it's just fun popcorn. And I love um, especially seeing like uh, actors like Timothy Dalton and Brian Blessed, which are not in this minute. Um, I wish I could do. I wish I could talk about all of them, but uh, we get we get a lot of great um, and and you know middling actors doing some uh some good schmacting and it's it's wonderful yeah we're we uh, brad and i are doing this because yeah we love the movie yeah but you know i um if someone told me how can you possibly love that movie i i don't think i i would get involved with arguing with them i can understand it you can understand someone who is like why that's that's a terrible movie you know what why would you ever watch that yeah as much as i love it i i, I could see someone just not getting it and say okay that we, we we go into this eyes open, and the stuff that's terrible we love as well. But we know it's you know we know the cheesy effects, and you know, gosh, we're, we we can actually use this to dovetail because one of the first things we see in this minute is that plane coming somehow sliding into Zarkov's laboratory, and it's just nestling in there very uh, very nicely. <laughs> So we have some really great, crazy stuff, but it's weird. Like content wise, this isn't, these aren't fantastic minutes. It's like not a lot happens. It is some of the other minutes that we've done so far and stuff that's coming up is very content rich, but here's just a big moment in the minute. And then that's about it. So uh, Eric, why why don't you, we can make the most of it. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. Well, you know, see, you said how the the plane nestles in, you know. I mean, 
Flash mentioned a minute or two ago that he never learned how to land. Handles handles himself pretty well, considering he's crashing into a, a greenhouse here. He's a regular Sully. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how would have Sully handled this one? Let's let's see. All right, landed on the Hudson River shore. Let's see you crash into a greenhouse. Yeah, I think I think Sully would have avoided the the greenhouse. He would have found an open field, but you know, it's a uh, it's fate. I and guess we, they've got to meet this. We uh, have no movie if you found an open field. Yeah, the story requires that they meet a uh, <laughs> uh, Topol here. So so Eric, what what do we walk us through? You, you, Eric's a fantastic recapper. So uh, oh, good. why don't you? through what, what we're looking at in minute 12. Yeah, so Flash says, let's get out of here before she blows. There's no spire, there's no smoke, there's no hissing noises, so I'm not, unless, you know, is he just saying something because he's trying to sound like he knows what he's doing? You know, like, uh, uh, let me check the stabilizers before they ignite. You know, he's just throwing something out there to look like he knows what he's doing. They're, they're not even in much of a hurry. It seems like he just kind of tosses it out there and they're still kind of just like, you know, they don't seem like they have a great amount of tension in their uh, in their bodies. Dale's fixing her hair. <laughs> yeah. Dale is fixing her hair. <laughs> he seemed very casual about the possibility of an exploding airplane. So, yeah, maybe it is just something he's just say, saying it to, to sound like he knows what he's saying. Yeah, because also if if they really if he really thinks the plane's going to blow, just getting out of the plane and walking 20 feet away. That, or five. They're not far away. Or, yeah, I mean, they. yeah, they're not even 20 feet away. And this minute has, I believe, has had Sam Jones' worst acting so far. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I I have not seen the, the movie in its whole for a few years. But, uh, yeah, I did kind of have to retune my brain as soon as I saw him on screen. Because, you know, I, I've been doing Point Break and we've been dealing with Keanu uh, and He's, you know, he he does okay. You can say, what you, you know, we've talked about that on, you can listen to Point Break Minute to hear about that. But I had to like, just was like, oh, we're on this level. We're doing this here. Like he, he's just like slack jaw, flat delivery. Um, but I think that's something, I mean, they, Timothy Dalton is in this movie and he's not quite right for the role, but they could have gotten some, they could have gotten a real actor to do this. Like there, there are real actors in this movie, but no, they got Sam Jones. Because he just has to play kind of a dumb guy, I guess. Like, it, it, it kind of works that he's just kind of, I don't know. You know what? I think Sam Jones has a little Keanu in him. Yeah. This is something that we talked about on, on Point Break Minute. Keanu, when he's sitting there talking, especially at that point, and that was, Point Break Minute was what, 20 years ago? Uh, yeah. Well, Point Break was 20 years ago. Point Break Minute is right now. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Point Break was 20 years ago, so Keanu was... 20, 25, 20, 27. So he was uh, still uh, much less experienced. Keanu definitely was a much better actor in that film when he was moving. Uh, he was able yes. to sort of ratchet up the intensity, and when you could sort of almost see him getting into his own head when he's just sitting there trying to act. Sam yeah. Jones is even to a greater degree where he's just sort of walking and or standing or sitting and talking... He he looked really uncomfortable. Yeah, well, well, and even Keanu had like several movies under his belt by the time he got to Point Break. But Sam Jones, this is like his second movie, right? Yeah, so he's still getting to know his craft here. So if, it's, if, if we can call it even a craft from his point of view, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, the, these minutes are a little rough for for uh, poor Sam Jones. God bless him, but th they do something uh, I think sort of important. He takes off the jacket. 
And mm-hmm. uh, so we really get, I think, like to almost the first really good view of the fact that he is wearing a shirt that says Flash. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that. No recognition. No, nobody's point is like, what's up with the shirt? Why, why do, do, do you just not know your name? Do you need help spelling it? What's going on? So that is the first time we see that in the movie? Uh, we, we, he's wear, I mean, we see him wearing it throughout uh, the previous minutes, but he's got the jacket on. So if you're paying a close enough attention, you probably know what the shirt is. But now that he's got the jacket off, it's like full front and center. I mean, he's a football star, right? So uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, you could get like Aaron Rodgers the shirt that says Aaron on it. I don't know. That'd be a little weird. Like a football star that has like a nickname. I could imagine them wearing like a shirt with their name on it just because they're, they're proud of it. Yeah. I guess Deion Sanders, when he played, probably had a shirt that said primetime. Yeah. 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 OJ had the juice on a jacket probably at some point. Also important with him taking jacket, we, uh, flash, he's showing off the arms. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a snug shirt. This is in the era before compression gear, so uh, they just had to find him a bit, a really tight t shirt, show off the arms, and uh, you know what? He, he, Sam Jones does need to be said good looking guy, a tall drink of water. Yeah, fit. Uh, it is sort of funny where when you look at this movie through 2018 eyes, where we're now in the era of personal trainers and dietitians and supplements. And he actually looks almost a little on the slender side compared to what you see when Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth yeah. go through their workout routines to be Captain America, Thor, or. Well, yeah, we're in the age of just crazy nutritional science where you can create monsters. And uh, in 1980, that wasn't quite a thing yet. Although I I was thinking about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger because I read that he was up for this role. Um, That would have been kind of weird. But like, I guess he kind of, you know, he was a legit bodybuilder. Like that was his career. So whereas Sam Jones, I don't know, what, what was he? What was he doing before this? Nothing. He he, Not, he was just he, he had been in one movie. He had been on the dating game, which is where he was discovered, and he had been in Playgirl magazine. Oh yeah, Playgirl magazine. Yeah, so he was just kind of doing the I want to be you know I'm a good looking guy. I could probably make it. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and he's definitely yeah. camera friendly, and yeah, looks great. Of course, the the fantastic him fighting Ming's guards and sort of playing football to beat him. He shows real presence and charisma and shows he's having fun. Yeah, when he can move around and be physical, yeah. But uh, we, we, are, we are not that yet. We're not there yet. But he, he's showing off the arms, and you know, he, uh, there's also a great scene where it sort of goes back to, hey, this thing's going to blow, and then them not showing a lot of um, urgency. Dale hops into Flash's arms, and... I had to watch this a couple times. I'm still not a thousand percent sure. What did she say when she jumped into his arms? I have a guess, but I want to see if you guys got a better read on it. Something about kissing the ground. Well, I heard that. That's the second part. Yeah, uh, I definitely heard that. But the first part was like, slow, hold me for a second or something like that. Like, okay, I wonder if it was hold me for a second. I thought it was hold me 27. Like that was his number. (laughs) <laughs> on the Jets, I don't think that works because quarterbacks usually have lower Maybe. numbers. I think it's usually like one through twelve. Quarterbacks cannot be number twenty-seven, right? Okay, but you might be right. Like, hold me for a second could work. Although then she's like, "I want to kiss the ground." It's like, then why would you want him to? I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I guess the closest I got was that like she was like, "Oh, I, I'm enjoying being in your arms just for a second, but now, but then, you know, I just need a second of being in your arms, and then I need to go and kiss the ground," uh, which is a weird 
line. It's it's a very weird thought to try and portray, I guess, in a script. Like it's a weird line from what I could tell. And then, uh, but she's she's happy to be on the ground, I guess, but also happy to be in his arms. Well, you know, and also, I mean, she maybe just the crash left her loopy because when they're talking to Zarkov near the end of this minute, she says, "I'm sure the insurance will cover the damage." And I'm just wondering how yeah. does Dale know the insurance companies are going to cover this damage? Uh, it's just like once again, just like uh, I'm sure the insurance will cover it. I mean, <laughs> how are insurance companies handling this gala- this worldwide, you know, uh, crisis of the typhoons and the earthquakes? You know, are, are, you know, are the claims adjusters, you know, are they just having a field day? What, what's what's going on? How does how is she aware of this that insurance will handle all this? She's a reporter, right? No, she's a travel agent. A travel agent. Okay. She seems very Lois Lane. So, I, yeah, it's easy to forget that she's not a reporter because the way she talks to Flash, just her general demeanor does come very Lois Lane, uh, reporter mall style. So, but the travel agent, which is just a weird career. And she, I, I again haven't seen the the previous minutes. Uh, she's like helping him plan his vacation or something. What was what what did, what are the, what is their relationship at this point? Uh, they were just they were on a, on the plane together. They both were on vacation, and now oh, just coincidentally, happen be, yeah, coincidentally, happened to be taking the same plane back home. Just a real a real mountain between us situation. I'm sure this was an influence on the mountain between us. Yeah, I think they were they were like taking that uh, that situation like well we could run with this in a different direction. You know, it's not. I think the mountain is really in the mountain between us is really a, a metaphor for Ming the terrible. I just I would be great if the director at one point said to Idris Elba is like listen I just want you to think Flash Gordon yeah sorry Ming Ming the merciless I just had to correct myself I'm I'm sure shame, someone shame. called him terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> how dare you appear on the Flash Gordon podcast and get that wrong we can't get things wrong because then we get all all the phone calls you know just the complaints so, somebody heard you say that when we air this and and is is very angry in the twenty seconds before you corrected yourself yeah unsubscribe <laughs> we haven't even gotten to we've been talking about it but a big part is zarkov and zarkov is sees them as like just basically says hello and say hey you want to use my phone <laughs> yeah and, and when he, he says that line he's just like trying with all his might to hold back an evil laugh like he's like my phone is right in here <laughs> like he's just he's yeah, he's acting it up. He's kind of like a Dracula mad scientist combo. Like he has this kind of like his Topol's voice is just like the what part of it's maybe it's because he's a singer. Um like oh yes, you come right in. <laughs> yeah, he's really over enunciating in this minute. He's got a crazy look in his eyes, he's got a really odd smile. He you use the word mad scientist. This is is like his most mad scientisty minute of the movie and he's such a bad guy so far and uh, first off i how can flash and dale not know that this guy is hanky (laughs) (laughs) well as we find out dale does know once she finds out who he is but they're still you know fairly trusting i guess at at that point you know i I, it's funny i had forgotten like i was just you know just watching this minute it's like oh he's clearly like a villain but then i remembered he actually becomes their ally and and pretty quick, quick, pretty quickly and easily too. Not not too far off in this movie. A few minutes from now. Yeah, and that's kind of a fun little arc for for him in this story. It's a little unexpected in a fairly you know. I guess the the story is you know fairly straightforward, but there are some unexpected things that come in this movie visually at least. 
it, it's funny. It's such a scenery chewing role. And there's so much scenery to chew. <laughs> oh, we've talked so much about the just the, the, the craziness of the, the set. Uh, it was pointed out last week. There's an awful lot of oscillators all over the place. Apparently, somebody just cleared out uh, the, like uh, an oscillator factory and just threw them everywhere. And uh, this set really does look like just get sciencey stuff and throw it in there. It'll work. It'll work. Get some plants and just you know it's a green yeah <laughs> it's a it's a crazy set. There's a plane and a rocket ship on this set. But you know Topal is he's he's going so big and then it even looks bigger because he's acting against Sam Jones. He he might have wanted to dial it back just a little. It's <laughs> yeah. like oh I'm gonna just look like a complete lunatic, <laughs> a, a, a complete wide-eyed crazy talking lunatic if uh, if. I'm uh, getting sort of cardboard Sam Jones uh, back at me. Yeah, but he, he went for it. it. You know what? And I guess that's all you got to do. And I cert- you certainly remember the role. And this is, this is a crazy movie because this is a movie with Brian Blessed and uh, son Sadao as Ming. There, there's a lot of big performances. Well, yeah, and that, that's that's like the how, sort of the action movie formula in a way, especially with, you know, talking about like Keanu movies or uh, like guys like that. The lead is a blank slate, and then the characters on the side are the the flavors and the spices. So they can be big and sort of give it the flavor, whereas the main guy is just like a blank slate for people to project themselves onto. My understanding is that was why Michael Keaton left the Batman series because it was he played Batman in two movies, and Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer get to do all this fun, crazy stuff, and he was just sort of there mumbling. Yeah, and, and Michael Keaton loves doing that big character stuff like Beetlejuice. So he wanted to do uh, some some bigger bigger roles like that where he can have a little more fun. And it works, and it, it, it certainly worked with this. We're going to give Sam Jones, we've given Sam Jones a hard time with this minute. We're going to continue giving him a, a hard time in the next minute or two because he, he is really in the, the worst acting mode so far in this film. But uh, Eric, what else have I missed here? What else? Uh, I think we've covered a lot. But was there anything else? That- yeah, I think so. I, I I got some stuff for t- tomorrow's show that I'm going to save for tomorrow's show. All right. Well, we're uh, going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Marin, you, you, you're with us all week. Really happy to have you with us. Thank you so much. Happy to be here, Flash Gordon. Yeah. Point Break Minute, like I say, one of the really a very very top notch uh, minute by minute show. W- where can people find out more about it? Uh, I mean, we're, we're on iTunes. That's uh, Point Break Minute. Search for that. Uh, we're also on uh, Google Play. Um, you can find it online. At uh, We're using the Buzzsprout server, so pointbreakminute.buzzsprout.com. There's also the Point Break Minute listeners surf shop on Facebook. You can join up on that and see some interesting memes and stuff that gets posted every now and then. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, we're also on Twitter. We're at Flash Gordon Pod. Uh, I want to make sure to call that out because last week, me and Eric just did not know our uh, Twitter address. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I, I, when Jarf hears this episode, he, he's, he's going to kill us. <laughs> well, no, us. <laughs> it's a Flash Gordon Minute, uh, it, and that is uh, Jarf is the one who's in charge of our uh, Twitter account because he is a heck of a social media guy, and he puts a lot of great information, a lot of fun on there. Just Google it. You'll find it. We're really glad to have Merlin with us. We're glad to have all the listeners with us. Just remember, email us, flashgordonminute at gmail.com. Chat with us on Facebook, Flash Gordon Minute Listeners Vortex. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, Eric, I'm a, I'm a bit concerned. I, I heard Howard Jones' song, Things Can Only Get Better on the Radio Today. Oh, a classic. 
Yeah, it's a classic. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of my life. During this entire episode, I've had OOO stuck just going in a continuous loop in my head. No, 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 no. When, when, when the earworm crawls all around in your brain in there, don't worry. Flash will save your brain. Attention listeners, you can follow us on Twitter at FlashGordonPod and join the conversation on Facebook in the Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex. Stay tuned for our next thrilling episode of Flash Gordon Minute. Won't keep us from the things we planned